Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show from a sunny, sunny, beautiful blue sky Dublin. This is Hello Steve O podcast for April, Wednesday, the 22nd of April 2020. And then tomorrow it'll be six weeks. Six weeks we've been in lockdown, baby. And sure, there's a bit of me that's just getting used to it. What an amazing show we have. Genuinely, I'm very excited to bring today's show to you today. Um, All sorts of stuff coming up from, including a trip to the pub. Would you believe that or not? That is coming up in the show. A trip to an Irish, Irish pub coming up in the show. But first, as per usual, we got to get through some administration for the show. Um, It's been, you know... It's been a it's been a busy week as as a lockdown busy week can be and as I, as I'm like I hope it's sunny wherever you are but it's blue skied in Dublin when I'm recording this and it's beautiful it's kind of windy but warm I'm getting a nice tan on the head I'm not going to lie to you I've, I've noticed that I'm getting the tan on the forehead but then the the receding lines are not getting the tan they're keeping a bit pale so got to keep that hair brushed back you know yourself but um yeah fantastic show coming up for you today delighted to bring it to you all sorts of adventure going on uh, f- but the admin to get through for we got uh, loads of messages in messaging from adrian and um, from last week's show who said you're some man to be going on about people at comic-con and being geeks and then you're going on about the finer points of bread making you geek i you know i don't know like i i haven't listened back to it but if i came across that Last on last week's show that I was saying that geeks was a bad thing or that um, I was slagging off the people at Comic Con, I was kind of trying to do the opposite of that and and kind of go. I had huge imagine uh, imagination. I had huge admiration for the people who were so dedicated to going to something like Comic Con and dressing up in the suits. I, I I hope that came across. I think what I was trying to do was like my perceived like uh per- my perceived perception <laughs> of those types of uh, of people beforehand because i was ignorant to it because i didn't know anything about comic con or comic book world or comic nerds i suppose you could call them and i think they like being called nerds is that like i just didn't know so i was just ignorant to the whole thing and my background is probably a bit more of a like in school i wasn't a comic book guy i was more of a more of a football and sports kind of a person, but definitely, if I had been around it, I would have liked to have been in it more, you know? But I hope I didn't bring across that I thought, like, geeks or nerds was a weird thing. I was trying to build them up and say that that was, um, 
that 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 it was a great thing that Comic Con and 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 all the geeks and nerds and I think they like being called that as well if 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 we're not li- listen in the last I'll say 10, 15 years maybe even twenty years like that whole world has definitely become cooler you know it's definitely part of you know to be a nerd to be a geek has definitely become like hipster or something like that and it's all cool so you know. I don't, and, and and am I a bit of a geek with the bread? Yeah, sure, why not? Sure, we're all geeks in some way or form, lads and lassies. So, um, I think if you're passionate about something, and I do get into, I do I have gone into the bread, all right, probably a little bit too much. Um, but hey, what what are you gonna do? I made some bread last week again, and it came out good, and you know, I'm happy that I got the right temperatures and the right mix. Rob also got in touch as well with regards to talking about the Marvel movies. And I was telling you guys that I was trying to get into them. I actually haven't gone any further into the investigation of the Marvel movies. I just watched Captain America and Captain Marvel, I think. was So, like, I've kind of even forgotten what they were about. But uh, Rob got in touch to say that he recommends watching Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy. That they're good ones to watch because um, you don't need to know the backstory or any any of that kind of stuff. I just don't get why they're called Marvel movies. Is it just because that's just the brand of movies? Um, or 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 what is it? Are they supposed to connect, or is it just like Disney movies? Do you know what I mean? That Disney just make a lot of movies. They don't have to be connected. Uh, you know, I, I thought I was of the understanding that Marvel movies was a thing that you had to follow a narrative, but may, maybe you don't. Why? Why did I think that? Yeah, because they they have like Marvel superheroes when they all get together in a movie. Anyway. That was Rob's recommendation, Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy, so maybe I will try and go and check them out. By the way, I forgot to, I I should have started with this, that, you know, as I said last week, I had to renew my my hosting, you know, um, for another year of Hello Steve-O podcast. So you got to pay whoever the the hoster is that they'll um, put up the show, they'll hold the show for you for another year. And as part of all that, I was just looking through all the statistics and the listeners and all that kind of stuff. And I probably should have looked at this stuff like beforehand, been a bit more um, professional and looked at the statistics and looked at where people are listening from. But I'm, I was very, very pleasantly surprised um, and c- completely ignorant to the fact that only half of my listeners are in Ireland <laughs> and a good quarter of the listeners are listening in the US. So, hello to all my brothers and sisters out there that are listening on a regular basis. And I'm sorry that maybe you do listen to it because it's more of an Irish-sounding podcast or something like that. Or you, you get to hear an Irish voice chatting away like, oh, Peter Cara, where's me lucky charms? Maybe that's why you're listening to it. I don't know. But um, I, I, I just had to acknowledge it and kind of go, um, uh, yeah, just just to be aware of it, I suppose, a little bit more. Or maybe it's Irish people in the US all always listening to it. But I was shocked at all. Here's a list of some of the cities around the world that people are listening to. Like we've got obviously Dublin, um, and but but then then there's like the first one that comes up in the United States is Mountain View. Now I don't know where that is. I haven't Googled it. I maybe I'll look at but Mountain View, we've got regular listeners there. Then, you know, the Irish ones like Kilorglin and Galway. Kansas City in the USA. Now, I am going to assume that's because of Jenna, who was on the show uh, quite a lot earlier on. Um, and obviously, I'd love to have Jenna back on the show, but the way things are, you know, I don't even know how Jenna's doing. But anyway, we've got Central District in Hong Kong, uh, Barcelona in Spain. Then there's an Ashburn. So there's Ashburn County Mead is there, but there's an Ashburn spelled differently in the US as well. There's Richmond in the US, Leeds, United Kingdom. 
Kiltegan has come up here as a regular one in Ireland. And then there's a Columbia, a Columbia in the United States. So uh, isn't there's a, Colum- there's a Columbia University, isn't there? So uh, I'll go check that out. There's another one here that's very Spanish sounding, but it's also in the US called Bernalillo. Bernalillo? Bernalillo. London, Chicago, uh, London, UK, uh, Chicago, US. Uh, another one, US is Henrico. Vancouver in Canada. Uh, another funny, astounding one in the US, Midlothian, which sounds very Scottish, doesn't it? Um, then we've got regular listeners in Thailand, uh, in Chonburi, um, wherever Chonburi is. Hello to everybody in Chonburi. Ho Chi Minh City, I think that is, no, my, actually, I, I did have relations living there, I don't anymore. Silver Springs in the US, Ankara in Turkey, Liverpool, I know who that is. Shouts out to the Liverpool Scouse Mullins out there. Georgetown in the Cayman Islands, I know who that is as well. Uh, Indianapolis in the United States, Santiago in Chile, and the majority of um, the rest are like beautiful places all around Ireland that you might not have heard of. Like, if you're listening from the US, you wouldn't have heard of Port Arlington or Trim, Trim in County Meath or Newbridge, Burr, County Offaly, Navan, Drogheda, Sligo, Kilkenny, Oranmore, Mullingar, Limnach, which is, it's funny that Limerick comes up in Irish on the stats here. That's interesting. Nace in Meath, Kiltegan, I think I said, Skerries, uh, oh, Limerick has come up as two different names. That's very interesting. But anyway, you get the picture. Thank you to everybody who's uh, listening from all, all all around the world. And um, yeah, and uh, do get in touch. Keep sending your messages into you know at Hello Steve O Podcast on Instagram and Stephen Mullen Comedy on Facebook and Hello Steve O Podcast at Gmail dot com is the uh, Gmail address. With regards, sorry, going back to the, the comic book stuff, I was chatting to my friend Colm, who recommended uh, reading the graphic novel Watchmen. Now, a few people have said that to me, so I'm going to go check that out. I'm going to, um, I'm going to Google, I'm going to order it on Amazon and get stuck into that, and um, apparently it's a, br- like, the few people that I've chatted to, they've said it's an amazing graphic novel. Graphic novels are so good to read because you just fly through them, but you are kind of taken into another world in a very different way that you're not when you read a book. I don't know how you would describe that. If you've never read graphic novels, and I'm—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm no expert. I've only listened to a, or <laughs> I've only read a couple of them. But it's a great experience. Like I smashed through one in one evening once. But it was such a because it's like the satisfaction of turning each page makes you read it faster makes you into the story more you feel like you're you're accomplishing something i don't know but colin was saying to me that he's read watchmen like three or four times so um i'm definitely going to order that one so that's colin's recommendation there's loads of stuff i'm going to be mentioning and talking about in today's show from youtube videos to things that i i I bought or flower or whatever and i'm going to put all the links to today's show everything that we talk about in the description to this show so Anything that we talk about or like there's a few YouTube recommendations and things like that that come up later on. I'll be putting the link in the description. So if you at any point you're going, what is he talking about here? There will be a link uh, later on for you. So I'll put in a link for Watchmen and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, Sheila sent a message as well. A lovely message saying thank you so much for keeping me laughing all the time on Instagram uh, stories. And Kate, I know it's... uh, I don't know if I've done the right date here. But Kate... Her birthday is coming up, and it's a big one. It's her 30th. So a huge happy birthday to Kate. 
Um, I hope you have a fantastic day. I know it's coming up in the next week or so, but I just want a week or so. But I just wanted to put it on today's podcast in case I forgot next week. Um, but Kate is uh, a big fan of the blue trainers that I bought and not my old uh, yellow ones that I was running around in. <laughs> but Kate has got the big 3-0 coming up. So happy birthday to you, Kate. She's got a, a lovely pair of Nike Air Max. Yeah! Lovely pair of Nike Air Max that she has already. They're waiting box fresh. She keeps them in the box and she's only going to put them on on her birthday because she can't go out anyway. But there is something about putting on a fresh pair of trainers that is just like Mwah. but i love that organization that your 30th birthday is still another week away and you've already got the trainers ready to go in the box amazing like that's i have the exact she sent me a picture of them so they're the old school air force one all white nike air max that dr dre um still wears actually i think he just that's all he wears um but uh kate's keeping the box fresh i have the exact same ones Excuse me, got a burp coming. And I keep them box fresh myself that I was wearing them uh, for gigs when that was happening. <laughs> when I was a stand-up comedian. What the hell is going on? But um, happy, bur- massive happy birthday to you, uh, Kate. And I hope you have a great day, no matter. Um, even if you can't go outside or whatever. But you enjoy those Air Max um, and have a great day. Kerry also messaged in to say that she's enjoying the podcast with her husband, Cormac. Who I think Cormac might... Uh, uh, messaged in last week as well they're over in canada so glad you're enjoying the show dave was the only person dave got in touch on the instagram stories when i was watching food videos of action bronson now there's definitely a lot of you out there listening going who the f-u-c-k is action bronson and that's yeah how do you even get a name like action bronson action bronson is someone that is very difficult to describe because he started off life as a chef, but has become a rapper and uh, now is kind of best known for his YouTube shows and his foodie shows on Munchies. And um, you can watch them all on YouTube. I'll put some links into into the description on Action Bronson videos. But he's a complete and utter. Dave spotted it when I put up the um, Instagram story of him. Com- and, and actually, I'll post the link to this specific show because it's one of my favorite shows called Hot Wings. And uh, it's this thing where I'm sure some of you might have seen it where um, they bring on people to interview. And then this one, they're interviewing Action Bronson. But at the same time, they have to eat these ridiculously hot chicken wings. So there was um, Action Bronson uh, stuffing his face full of these ridiculously spicy chicken wings. But at the same time, if, if there's anything you know about Action Bronson, it's that he's a, he's a, he's a big fan of the weed, shall we say. And... Um, he, <laughs> Dave was the only one to spot it. He's off his head in the show that I put on Instagram. But um, shout out to Dave who uh, spotted that fairly lively. Um, lots of messages about the ethnicity app as well that I was playing with on Instagram stories during the week. Obviously, it's a load of hydraulics, as they say, you know, um, load of rubbish. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I was kind of doing it for a bit of a laugh. Who was who did I see doing it? I can't remember. A friend of mine in Australia was doing it. That was it. And I clicked on it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's this ethnicity app. You might, Some of you might have seen other people doing it, or you might have seen my one, where you put the, the, you put the camera into selfie mode in Instagram stories, and it flicks through, and it scans your face, and then it kind of guesses what, you, what percentage your ethnicities are, um, which is obviously ridiculous. But, I mean, I got se- on the second or third attempt, on the first attempt, 
actually Argentinian did come up and I'm sorry I didn't post that I just thought it was going to come up a higher score for Argentinian because then the second one can't remember what that said but the third one said I was 79% Japanese which is uh, I think it's insulting to Japanese people like it's ridiculous and then somebody else messaged into saying don't be playing that they're only trying to scan your face so that they can get your info and blah blah and I was like oh Jesus are they who knows maybe but anyway lots of people also got in touch about the um, social distancing football story that I put up whereby uh, a friend of mine had said would you would you be up for meeting the, in the park for a game of social distancing football and I was kind of in a moment I don't know if it was in a moment of weakness but I was kind of going yeah is that actually allowed are you allowed to you know meet up with somebody from another house and then kick a ball around because it's technically it's exercise we won't be near each other because we'll be kicking the ball well didn't people go mad on Instagram stories? Good Jesus. Absolutely mental. No, absolutely not. I think I got a load of new followers actually in the last couple of weeks on Instagram. And um, it was like the first time I've got messages from a lot of people. And I was all like, no, absolutely not. Google the rules. Woo! Maybe. Not that I'm one to get insulted, but, you know, there's definitely a bit of aggression going on in the messages that I get sometimes. And I don't think people realize it. And sometimes I think people are actually trying to be funny. Um, so I don't take a person. I, I don't obviously uh, write anything bad back. But man, is there some aggression in the text. So maybe check your tone sometimes, guys, you know. <laughs> but I didn't go out for the fucking game of football. But um, I, I still think, I still find it's a bit of a grey area. Although, you know, are you... Because I definitely see people in the park exercising together with people who are evidently not li- um, living together because they keep the two metres apart. So you will see people in the park um, maintaining a two-metre distance, like even walking on and off the footpath, but just so that they can talk to each other. So is that wrong? You know, I don't... But I, I to be honest with you... My thing is I just don't think ball games is a good idea. I think it's a bad idea because, you know, that would get a gathering started, wouldn't it? And that's the last thing that you want is people gathering to kick a ball around and all that kind of stuff. So it's not a, it's definitely not a good precedent to be to be um, putting out there. But I don't know. Is it a bit of a gray area? Anyway, I, I, I'm kind of a bit black and white about all these things anyway. And I just I just uh, don't do them so. Um, but thank you for all your messages. Um, what else is there before we got to crack on with the show here? Yeah, the, loads of questions. But I still didn't get the flower. <laughs> I've ordered. I've ordered uh, products from Canada, and it's gotten here quicker than it has from Kildare. It's disgraceful. But I'm not going to name the name of the company because I don't want to name and shame. And they're obviously under a lot of pressure. But Jesus Christ! I mean, it's over two weeks now, and I've ordered flour. So come on to fuck the uh, hat that i got for running and i love it i genuinely love it mightn't be everybody's style but it's fun it's supposed to be fun the hat is from sealy in canada uh, i'll post links to that as well and the shoes the train the running shoes are obviously adidas but they're a special support one because i over pronate my ankle rolls inward a little bit um so you have to get that little support on the inside of the shoe so um but that none of these products are particularly expensive and if you're getting into your running and all that kind of stuff I'll, i post the link uh, for those as well here in the description to the podcast and you can have a look at them yourself um and uh yeah that is it um 
That is all the admin out of the way. We've got a show to get on with, ladies and gentlemen. I'm super excited to bring today's show to you uh, today. But also, don't forget, um, I probably should have said that at the, at the very top. Thank you to everybody. Thank you who has, to people who have donated to the podcast. I'm genuinely delighted. Every little tiny bit helps. Uh, and I'm so delighted because this is my only form of income at the moment. Would you believe that? Fucking hell, because I'm not making money off stand-up comedy now. But um, thank you so much to everybody who did donate. I email everybody back personally who does donate. Um, there is a link in the description to just do a donation on PayPal. Um, and if you don't, like I understand if people do not want to support the podcast financially, um, but you are enjoying the show, support it. If you don't want to give money, support it by please telling tell a friend about it. Give it a five-star rating on iTunes because fuck all the other stars. Five-star rating on iTunes or if you're listening on Spotify, just share it on your social media. I really, 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 really appreciate it. And we're getting listeners from all over the world. So the more the merrier. Bring more people onto the ride. But if you do feel like donating, the PayPal link is in the description. Right, that is it. <sighs> that is all the admin done. I'm excited to give you today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 60. Woo! How do we get here? Episode 60. Right, let's do this. Welcome back to Hello Steve-O Podcast. It's episode 60, ladies and gentlemen. Delighted to be back with you beautiful, beautiful people. And what a week it's been. I hope no matter where you are in the world that you have had a good week, that you have had a positive positive week. And we're all finding our routines. Like I said, over here, it's kind of like um, where I am in lockdown in Ireland. It's uh, week six tomorrow. Um, we'll be going to the beginning of week six. So um, we've learned to kind of have our own routines. And I think we're doing better and um, we, we seem to have kept a lid on things with regards to the international pandemic situation that's going on but i know a lot of you guys uh, in the, in the us and the uk are going through a tough patch at the moment so i hope that you're safe and you're with your family and that you're having um, a good time and um i i mean i've had a good time the last week because it's week i'm now into week three of the running and i know running to a lot of people is Fucking boring. And to be honest with you, to me, and especially as a younger man, running was bloody boring. Uh, but now it's more than ever, it's really important to do exercise. But I can't do the... Um, my girlfriend does these exercises, those... I think it's John Wicks. I don't think she does John Wicks, but she does something like that anyway. I know loads of people are doing those those types of exercises. And uh, man, she smashes that stuff. And I hate it. I hate burpees and I hate... You know, burpees into press-ups, into sprints, into jumping jacks and all that kind of... That horrible stuff that makes you... Makes you it makes me puke, man. It's just not good, you know? So, and I'm while I'm not a huge, massive fan of of the running... Well, I'm growing... It's growing on me. That's what, that's what I have to do. You know, change the old mindset of it. Like, I was talking to some friends who were... Who, who are trying to get into running as well, and other friends who are like, I fucking hate running. And when I was younger, if there wasn't a ball involved in exercise, I had no interest at all. And obviously, there's way more fun. And when you're, you know, I still play football, obviously not now, but, you know, play, running around with your mates is just great. And the competition and trying to score goals. And, you know, you know, you don't even recognize that you're exercising, really. But running can be a bit boring. And then you hear of all these runners that... 
I, I did a job, an acting job with a fella years ago who was, I think, a 32, 33. He was two stone overweight, heavy smoker. And bef- by the time he was 36 or maybe a bit older, no, I think it was 36, um, he had run a three-hour marathon or something ridiculous like that. So what an amazing turnaround that is. And when I met him and I was working with him, geez, he was in good nick, you know. And uh, so I, I tried to, so that was four years ago, and I tried to get into a little bit of, you know, get, well, I, I would like to be in better shape, do you know what I mean? No one wants to be looking looking like shit. Joanne McNally's in my head as well, because she says, she has this theory that the body that you have when you're 40 is the body that you're going to have for the rest of your life, which, you know, could be bullshit, but also at the same time, I don't want to, <sighs> I don't want to, I'm getting the, the, the mid-belly sag, you know? Well, I've you know I've, I've probably had it for a while, if I'm being honest with you, and I kind of just get away with it by wearing certain clothes, and some people just assume that I'm skinny all the time. But you know, I've got good legs. I'll give myself that. I've got good <laughs> legs from all the years of football. But you know, that around the midriff is where you want to be keeping hidden. So I just got to a point, especially with this lockdown, and there's nothing else going on, and you're cooped up in the house for so long. I decided to make an attitude change and get into the running. And now I'm in week three of running. And uh, I got to take pride in that because here's the thing that happens when you get into running is that you're timing yourself and you try to beat your times. Well, I do anyway because I'm competitive. Call it childishness, call it competitiveness. I don't know. I think a lot of people make competitiveness to be a negative attribute. But actually, I am competitive and I have this running watch that I bought when I met that guy years ago and uh, the, the marathon runner that I was doing the acting job with and he taught me the gear to buy, the right trainers to buy, the right watch to buy and all that kind of stuff and I started doing a little bit here and there but I wasn't consistent with it, you know but the thing is I still have that watch and that's what I use for running now the thing is that was four years ago and without any training without being particularly fit at that time at all I was making breaking these times when I was four four years ago, so I was just around thirty then. But I was I was quick, and that I wasn't training or anything, and I wasn't at the height of my football fitness at all by any means, um, or you know, not at all. Like I was at my fittest when I was probably twenty, twenty two, twenty three, or something like that when I was playing competitively at football. But at thirty, I was running five k in less than twenty minutes, and I know I wasn't training when I was doing that because. You know, I was working in restaurants and I was, you know, I wasn't playing any team sports or anything like that, but I was still fit enough without any training to run 5K in less than 20 minutes. And I could run 10K. I do remember I did train a little bit for that. I think I was 28, 29, I remember at one stage, running a 38-minute 10-kilometer run with, with two, three weeks maybe of, of continuous running. So I'm looking at these times. They're still on my watch. And I take up running now and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Can I fuck? <laughs> and that is the hardest thing in the world, man. Oh, Jesus. So I'm doing these runs and like the best I can do with a 10K at the moment is 44 minutes. And, you know, there's not a hope of me breaking the sub sub 40 uh, minute 10K. And even with the 5K, 20. 22 basically 23 minutes was the best i could do with a 5k now obviously i'm only three weeks into the running but 
it has given me a goal because I like I do want to be fitter, I do want to be healthier. But what I find absolutely shocking is that people who do the running and really, really get into it, they often talk about when they're mid-run, they get into this what is called a flow state or a or kind of like a high where their mind is really in another place and they're enjoying the run so much that they're just, you know, you, you barely feel that you're, excuse me, that you're moving or anything like that. And I've often thought that is absolute poppycock. There's not a hope that you could be running in the middle of a 5K or a 10K and just going, oh my God, I'm just enjoying myself so much. I'm just floating on air. Would you fuck off? And I hate people that do go on and like that. But... And here's where you're going to hate me, and here's where I'm going to contradict myself. On week two, which was last week, so the first week I ran a collective of of 20K in a week. So they say you're supposed to build it slowly. You're not supposed to run more than 10% more each week, so it's a slow build. So the first week I ran 20K, and the second week I went to 25, so I broke the 10% rule. But I just felt that I had it in me, you know? So started off with 6K runs couple of 6k runs and then a um a 12k or whatever a 6 a 7 and a 12 um and uh 6 and 7 12 was last week sorry and the week before i don't what am i doing here no i'm trying to look at my i don't know what anyway i did 20k the week before it's probably two fives and a, and a 10 the week before but on the second week i was into the 6k and i was just genuinely concentrating on form and the way that i was running and not speed and try not to look at the watch and stuff like that. I'm not forcing it too much. And genuinely, on a couple of occasions, I was in this state where I found myself running faster and feeling that I wasn't, you know, <sighs> and, you know, I wasn't killing myself and I wasn't in pain. And I just got little glimpses of what it was that this alleged flow state was. And I wasn't sure if this is exactly what it was. But then I went home i ate i had the shower and i swear to god i was high as a kite all fucking day and i couldn't believe it that just going out and doing so something so natural that i was on such a i was high all day i was genuinely happy and genuinely smiling because i had gone for a run after the shower and you feed yourself you just feel like mm, i am good genuinely amazing but here's something that that lifted my spirits more than even that a good friend of mine everybody's doing this thing on instagram stories where you nominate five other people to go and run or walk five kilometers and you're to donate five euro uh, to a charity of your choice so everybody's nominating everybody and it encourages people to donate to charity but it encourages people to get out there and exercise as well. Well, I nominated a friend of mine who's my old boss that I worked with in a restaurant in London. And Matt like he is not an exerciser but he's like he's a great he's a good pal of mine, really good pal of mine and he's one of those guys that you wouldn't say this about a lot of people, but I worked for him for years and he's one of these guys that you would do anything for. And it's weird to say when you're just a waiter in a restaurant, but that's what he was like at your job, at his job. He just made you want to be better at what you did and made made you want to kind of like be the best waiter that you could be. I know it sounds ridiculous, but... And he wasn't particularly organized or anything like that. It was just the way that he was. It was the kind of person that he was. 
But you got to understand that he is the kind of guy, he's not the kind of guy that goes out running, you know? Loved his cigarette breaks, for example, when he's in the middle of a surf. Loved the stress of a busy, busy restaurant. I was like, right, let's go. Let's fucking smash this. Let's go. Very English as well. <laughs> he used to always take the piss out of like things that I would say really, like when somebody was leaving the restaurant, you don't realize how Irish you are sometimes until you live abroad and you say Irish things. So I would say to somebody when they were leaving the restaurant, I'd say, see you now, safe home. And he'd be like, what, what does that even mean, Steve-O? Safe home? Like, of course I've got a safe home. It's got fucking windows and doors and everything. They've got locks in them. It is a safe home. <laughs> he used to always pull me up on that kind of shit. Like, my friend Gary as well was saying that when he worked in an English company, he would say Irish things like, you know, I'll, I'll do that now in a minute. And they'd go, are you going to do it now or in a minute? What does that mean? What is your Irish riddle? <laughs> but that's what John was like, you know. Safe home, Steve-O. But John was great, but he wasn't, like, he's not particularly overweight or anything like that, but, like, fitness-wise, he's not a gym guy. He's a drink loads of beer, watch Liverpool, run a great restaurant. Um, that's what that's what, what he is, you know what I mean? He wouldn't be going out for a game of five-a-side football or anything like that. You know, loves a cigarette break and all that kind of stuff. So, on the 5K challenge, on Instagram stories, I challenge him to do it. And he starts giving me shit on WhatsApp going, uh... Yeah, I've got better things to be doing. Fuck off, Steve. Fucking, you know, I'm watching Liverpool games, replays of, of Liverpool games and blah, blah, blah. And I started winding him up going, saying, what would Jurgen Klopp do? Now, for those of you who don't know, Jurgen Klopp is the current Liverpool manager and currently, like, Liverpool are the best team in the, in the English Premier League. And he didn't respond to me, to me winding him up about Jurgen Klopp would want him to get out there and to exercise in this time of lockdown, would want him to get fit. And I think 24 hours later, I got a screenshot from John, evidence, on one of these running apps, evidence that he had gone and ran 5K. And I was telling you I was high after doing my run Well, I was jumping around the house. I couldn't believe that he'd gone out. I didn't think he was going to do it. I genuinely didn't think he was going to do it. I was pushing him and coaxing him into it, but I didn't think he was going to do it. And man... There was I like jumping around the house going, I can't believe he did it. <laughs> he was like, my fucking legs are killing me, steve <laughs> He was dying. He still is. I think it's three days later. He's di- his legs, he's, <laughs> he's got a hot water bottle on his calves. He went out and did 5K. He said he reckons he'd never done, he reckons it's 20 years since he's run 5K. And he did it in a pair, wearing a pair of Vans, which is definitely not, not the appropriate footwear to be wearing for a 5K run. His calves are in bits. He spent the last two evenings with hot water bottles on his calves. But you know what is amazing is that he's not giving up. He's gone and purchased himself a pair of uh, running shoes and he's going to keep going. So he's getting on that couch to 5K run because he said uh, probably going from nothing to 5K in one day was not the best way to do it. But if those of you out there are thinking that you can't run, that there's no way you could do um, for example, what I'm doing, the 20k a week into 25k a week or whatever, like, I found running to genuinely be an amazing mental health tool because it doesn't matter how good you are at running. It doesn't matter how fit you are. It doesn't matter how overweight you might be. Genuinely, it doesn't matter because running, the only way you get better at it is small, tiny increments week by week, no matter what your fitness level is. So if you can only walk 5K and it takes you um, it takes you an hour to, to walk that 5K, 
Well, then it, it, your goal becomes, can I, can I walk that 5K in 55 minutes? And it takes time for you to be able to build that. And can, then, can I walk it in 50 minutes? And then you cut it down to whatever time, and then you kind of ask yourself, can I, can I run it? Can I jog it? Because sometimes when you start walking faster, you, you realize, maybe I should just be jogging this instead of just walking this. I'm wasting time walking. I could actually run it. But genuinely, I've, I've found that in myself when I'm trying to beat the old times from me years and years ago. I'm realizing that it's going to take weeks. I will do it. I'm determined to do it. I'm determined to run 5K in under 20 minutes. I will do that. But I can't do it this week, and I can't do it next week. It's going to take me a while to build it. And lots of my friends have done the Couch to 5K, which is an app that helps you to get to a, a stage of where you've been doing nothing, no running at all, but get you up to 5K in a matter of a couple of months, I think. And I think that's brilliant, and I couldn't, I cannot recommend that enough, that app. Uh, loads of my friends have done it. And the guys that have done the Couch to 5K app are still running way after, way after they've they've gotten up to 5K. One of my friends is, is up to doing 6 and 7K runs. He's out running three times a week. One of my friends said he lost seven kilos doing the couch to 5K. And it's not even, you, 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 it, that wasn't even dieting or anything like that. And I, I was shocked. I, I'm genuinely still shocked at like how, how the, um, the running has been such a positive influence on my mental health because... Man, here here comes the honest bit. Man, have I had a rough couple of weeks when it comes to the mental health side of things? Because, uh, yeah, it, 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 I'm sure you're all struggling with it on some level. We all have our own little bits and pieces, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to go into it here on the on the podcast. But yeah, man, did it get bleak? It got bleak for me about uh, last week or maybe the week before, and I was just genuinely gutted and just so down in the dumps and thankfully uh, and you you know who you are a, a really good pal of mine noticed something was up send me a message we organized a call and uh, he, you know he sent me a message saying are you okay and it took so much for me to admit that i wasn't and i don't know if that's a male thing or um or i i, I don't know but i for me, somebody who does, you know, does a podcast, for example, and it's, I find it really hard to even, even to reach out when something is wrong with me to the people that I should be reaching out to, you know, the people that are close to me. And, and sometimes what happens, like, I am the expert. I am the expert in this. When I am feeling bad and when I am feeling down, I just fucking cocoon even more and distance myself even more from people and talk less to people. And that's the absolute wrong thing to do. But thank God this mate reaches out to me. And it did take a lot for me to say, no, I'm not doing good. And to have the the vulnerability and the strength to be able to go, okay, let's set up this call and have a chat on the phone. And we did have a chat on the phone. And it wasn't easy. It was difficult to to talk about stuff. And I'm and and I obviously you're embarrassed about it a little bit at the time, or maybe in hindsight, but I'm, you know. I'm 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 not that embarrassed about it, but like I was I was I'm not I'm gonna tell you guys like I was crying down the phone like that's how that's how bad I was feeling you know about about certain things and um but man did I feel after that phone call it was just like the volcano needed to erupt some things needed to be let off my chest and it was a good little purge or a good bit good bit of a vent you know and uh, and 
how important that 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 was and how the like I that literally that afternoon after the phone call I went out and ran 10k I was like boom felt great had the chat had the conversation ran the 10k and my head has been feeling a lot better now obviously you have to maintain that stuff you have to keep talking to people like I've been very open about being being um on therapy I I've I've forgotten about that you know I haven't had therapy because for whatever reason, not getting into it now, I'm not getting the therapy at all. There's no online therapy available to, to me um, with my therapist at the moment. So that's actually six weeks of lockdown is six weeks of, I was I was in the middle of four months of therapy or something like that. And I was going to somebody every week. So no wonder I was crying down the phone to my friend. You know, I have like I, I was going on a weekly weekly basis, working stuff out, venting stuff out. But that that's not there now, and um, all I can do, all I have found in the last few uh, weeks, or the last couple of weeks, tough lessons. But but I found the importance of, of reaching out, and it's tough, man. Nobody wants to appear to be weak. Nobody wants to be, you know, crying about something that's going on in their head. But we we should. You got to be honest about it and vent it out. So. I've I've just found the running amazing because it has really really done positive things for my body and for my head, but also that combined with reaching out to a friend is a is a is is a invaluable thing to do or a friend or family member. And if anyone is struggling out there with that kind of stuff, do reach out to a, to somebody that is close to you. Or you be amazed. I'm always amazed that when as soon as you go, geez, I'm struggling with something. The amount of people that come around to to see if if, if you're okay or to try and encourage you is amazing i found that so much in life and you kind of think like i should have i should ask for help a little bit more <laughs> and of course we're, we've all got the habits like bad habits that are probably not that good for us like i i'm i'm on a sleeping schedule at the moment that means my body will not it refuses to go to sleep before 2 a.m and it's a bit of a nightmare and i would like to get out of that so that i can be up early all the time in the morning with my daughter but like me and me versus the two girls in my house we're on completely different schedules at the moment but hey it's the way it is at the moment uh, but maybe i should do my runs at night time that would be although i'm not going up to the park running on my own at night time no way that'd be too scary too scary no thank you but one of the things that i have <laughs> one of the bad habits it's a bad habit slash amazing habit is that i end up going down the youtube hole right at like 1 a.m. mid between midnight and 2 a.m. I'm down I'm like going down the YouTube hole and watching the worst possible stuff that you can be watching is all the food shows and I t- I mentioned the Action Bronson one to you when he's doing the hot wings challenge but man did I go down a hole of food the worst thing did you does anybody else do this watching YouTube in bed at nighttime and watching these food shows, these amazing barbecues or amazing sandwich challenges that people are doing and you're literally salivating in bed. It's the worst time of the day to be watching food shows because it's not the time that you're supposed to be stuffing your face with any kind of a food. It just makes you want to go downstairs and find an old Easter egg and stuff it in your face. But I'll post this one uh, in the description Action Bronson versus Sean Evans in a sandwich off. Oh, my God. My, I was dripping from the mouth. My girlfriend's snoring next to me in bed, and I'm just going, where can I get pork belly at 1 a.m. on a lockdown? Action Bronson made this sandwich of pork belly. He breaks it down with his own 
Um, he makes his own sauce of uh, raspberries, blackberries, and some jalapeno chilies. He kind of makes the sauce syrup out of it. Then he puts like some kind of a brie cheese on it as well, and some mayonnaise. I mean, that's just, I mean for me, it's actually the pork belly is what was amazing. But then mayonnaise and that soft type of brie cheese, that's too much for me. I think it's disgusting. It's too ugh, fatty and oily. But there I am in bed watching this kind of stuff, salivating about it. Against it, so sorry, it's Action Bronson versus Sean Evans. And Sean Evans does a, a turkey and chip kind of a sandwich with some some roasted salami kind of in there and all that. And it was like, ugh, the wrong thing to be watching at this time of the day. But I'll post the link to that. It's a great, like, what is your favorite sandwich? I was thinking about that all week. One guy made, uh, Matty Matheson made this, I'm not posting the link to that because it's a disgusting BLT sandwich, but maple syrup on it. Like, I know you guys do that kind of stuff in the States, but I don't know. He's like really drained. For a BLT, I get maple syrup on the bacon. I get that with the pancakes and all that. I get that. But you don't put that into a BLT. You don't put that with lettuce and tomato in there. It's just, I don't know. I'm a good man for a good, uh, an old school. Now, I wouldn't make this at home, but especially when you're on the road or for some reason, when you have to get a train in Ireland, a long trip on the train and they're selling chicken and stuffing sandwiches. Why is a chicken? It's so simple, but why is a chicken and stuffing sandwich just so appealing? It's simple and there's nothing magical about it at all. But the problem with watching these YouTube shows is, as I said on Instagram stories, some of you will have noticed that I had a bit of a cooking disaster on Sunday, I think, where I got some pork belly. I wasn't going to do the pork belly sandwich idea, but I found some Brazilian uh, barbecue way of doing a pork belly, and I thought, I'll do that. The problem is that the videos that I was watching of this particular guy uh, called Goya, I think, he doesn't exactly direct very well what it is exactly that he's doing when he's cooking the pork belly. But let me start off with, he does do a one-minute, 30-second video of the easiest seasoning, barbecue seasoning, ever. And it is delicious. And that is going in the description in the link to make this barbecue seasoning where you just throw in a load of dry herbs and spices like paprika, some salt, some sugar, some turmeric, some cinnamon, all that kind of a stuff. You throw it all in together and mix it around, and then you season your um, whatever you're going to barbecue with that. It's, honestly, you you eat that with your finger dry. It's so addictive. I'll put that in the description. You can check out how to make that very simple barbecue rub. Mm, it's delicious. But he puts the rub on the pork belly and salts it on one side, leaves it on the fridge overnight, and then the next day you barbecue it. Here's the thing, and it's so stupid, and I'm embarrassed to say this, as a chef, as somebody who has worked as a chef, I didn't rub the seasoning off, I just stuck it in the oven, and it just burnt, all that seasoning just burnt the shit out of the, all around the outside of the pork. There was no nice crackling, I was aiming to make this amazing, beautiful crackling, it was dog shit, it was dog shit, and it was three hours it took me to make the whole thing, I made homemade chips as well, I made homemade coleslaw, like I peeled all those potatoes for the chips, I power boiled them, then I fried them up, I made these amazing chips, and the coleslaw was amazing as well, and this one, I just made absolute dog shit of the pork belly, mortifying, but on the upside, I did, as I was saying to you earlier on, kind of had, I went back to the pub. 
Now I know you guys are going, how the fuck did he do this? What kind of a what kind of a what kind of an undercover pub is there going on in Dublin where you can go to and drink in the middle of a lockdown? That's not what I'm saying. It wasn't that type of a pub, but we went to a pub of sorts. My dad, my father, who will you, some of you will have met through the podcast on previous episodes, he did suggest that me and my brother have a Zoom conference call, the three of us, having a few beers. Now, I thought, what a, what a brilliant idea. I was delighted that, that he would suggest such a thing. Because we never do that. We never do that. And again, it's men being men, kind of like, we don't get together enough kind of a thing. And you know what? Me, my dad, and my brother have never, never the three of us together. Like, I'm 34. My brother is whatever, 32, 33. So we're around, you know, we're legal drinking age, 15 years or whatever it is, 15 plus years. We have never, the three of us, ever, gone my dad has never contacted us and goes lads would you like to go down for a pint in the pub which i kind of like it's the kind of thing that i always think that my mates who had normal irish dads would have done all the time maybe they do maybe they don't but my dad was a preacher so like for all of my childhood he pretty much didn't drink he does now but pretty much all of my childhood he didn't drink at all and so for him to ask us to go to the pub on zoom i thought brilliant great and it was it was great i mean it was at the beginning it took a while for the conversation to get going like you know we agreed to meet at half eight on saturday night on zoom and there we were on zoom and my dad, <laughs> my dad was just sitting there with a big miserable face and he's like well it's <laughs> like come on there has to be more energy in this if we're gonna fucking sit and look at computer screens and drink a pint <laughs> there's got to be more energy then my brother joins and he's a bit like He's still working, the poor bastard. He has to work from home, so he kind of wasn't in the mood. There wasn't much smiling going on. There wasn't much crack at the start. But it was good, man. Eventually, it it gets going, and, you know, my dad did, like, post in the WhatsApp group uh, a can of Guinness, uh, pretty much insinuating that we should all be drinking Guinness. And I love Guinness, but I'm not a fan of it from the can, I don't know why I've tried it recently and I'm like, ugh, do not like it. Or, or else it's got to be fucking freezing cold. But I just had like leftovers of it. I, I'd, uh, shout out to the Canadians who are listening. Cans of Canadian beer. I bet you that doesn't even exist in Canada. Anyway, it's dog shit and it's just cheap. And I like a shitty cheap lager from time to time. Back in the day, we used to always drink six cans of Dutch gold. I'm sure loads of you will remember that. Dutch gold. You could get six six cans of it for a fiver. (laughs) And it was rank. I remember drinking that as a 14, 15-year-old. But it was great. That was going to the pub with me, my brother, my dad. And what happens is this, this weird kind of thing happens where at a Mullen family gathering... There was always song. There was always singing. Like at my Nana's funeral or when there was a wedding or when it was uh, one of the cousin's big birthdays, like an 18th or a 30th or one of the uncles or aunts 40th or 50th or whatever like that. There was always songs because most people in my family sing and play guitar. And it was funny, like this weird thing kind of happens that you just... (laughs) 
<laughs> you just imagine. You imagine what it's all going to be like when this is all over. You could picture yourself. Like, I'm sure there's people in the US that are listening now that are kind of going, some of you may maybe never have been to Ireland, but you have Irish bars over there. But, you know, this happens in Irish pubs all the time that there's a sing song. But the Americans won't necessarily know exactly what it's like. Even if you have music in an Irish pub in the US, it's still an American pub. You know, music in an Irish pub is a very specific thing. It's, you know, there's a bit of crack. There's a bit of forcing so and there's no performers by the way it's just anybody anybody out of nowhere somebody who can't even sing gets up and sing and all of a sudden you know everybody else is go go on get up there and fucking sing a song you're like no i don't fucking want to you can imagine imagine it close your eyes now picture this picture an irish pub after covid19 is all over and we all get together I've been a wild rover for many a year And I spent all my money on whiskey and beer And now I'm returning with golden great store Sure I never will play the Wild Rover no more And it's no, nay, never No, nay, never, no more Sure I'll play the Wild Rover No, never, no more I went into an alehouse I used to frequent And I told the landlady my money was spent I asked her for credit, she answered me nay Such a custom as yours I could have any day And it's no, nay, never No, nay, never, no more And I'll play the Wild Rover No, never no more I took from my pocket ten sovereigns bright and the landlady's eyes opened wide with delight she said I has whiskies and wines of the best ah the words that I told her were only in jest and it's no nay never no nay never no Go home to my parents, confess what I've done I'll ask them to pardon their prodigal son And as they caress me as of times before Sure I never will play the Wild Rover no more And it's no wrong fucking hunting cause <clears throat> It's not a big deal, so just fucking keep going, like, huh? Hey, come on, keep going! Fuck off, you! And it's... No, name never. No, name never, no more. And I'll play the Wild Rover. No, never, no more. And it's... Jesus, he's shy. And it's no name.
never raise up your skirts, no, they never no more shall I play the wilder lover. Oh, no, never, no motherfucking more. Up the rabbits, up the rabbits, the one island, we love you. Fuck you, COVID 19. Ah, uh, you can't beat an Irish pub when an actual sing-song gets going. And sure, if any of our American brothers and sisters are over there in the US thinking, geez, I'd love to go over, come over, come over, and we'll have an old sing-song with you. It's always great crack. You never know who's going to, you never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to start singing. Where I used to do, my memories of doing, of having sing-songs in particular, not just at the Mullen family get-togethers, but there's a, there's a, there's a, a social club on Parnell Square West in Dublin. And it's it's the social club of the Irish National Teachers Organization, the INTO, the Teachers Club, which is the social club of the union for all the, the primary school teachers in Ireland. And we used to, like, I used to work there for years, and all loads, pretty much all of my family, all of the Mullen clan have worked there from time to time. But we used to end up drinking there all the time as well. And, like, Jesus, did we have some nights there where we... God, absolutely balubit. I remember being there a lot with my cousin Ray and all sorts of sing-songs would end up happening for all sorts of reasons and sometimes no reasons at all. Sometimes not even a party, but Jesus, did we all did we all love a sing-song? It was great. And it was great the other night with my, with my dad my brother on Zoom. There was no sing-song, but I think we'll build up to it because I think something like that, socialising like the three of us, even though we've known each other all of our lives, or certainly my brother and I, it's, all, it's still a bit awkward. Because <laughs> it's just men. Unless we're like having the crack and slagging the shit out of each other, sometimes we just know we don't know what to say. And my dad's just not a slagging kind of a guy. So you don't know how to have the crack necessarily. But hey, it was still good to do. And guess what? We're doing it next week. So you never know. Maybe there will be a sing song. (laughs) You never fucking know. And we had... That's the thing, right? I told you, my dad doesn't even drink that much. But man, he was powering through the cans of Guinness. Because the Guinness goes down easier. There's no bubbles. But... I wonder, I was wondering then as well. My brother was drinking white wine. I'm like, what the... What's going on here at all? If we were in the pub... I don't think he was committed to it enough. If we were in the pub, there's no way he'd order, he'd go up to the bar and he'd say, and, and, and order a glass of Pinot Grigio. That's what he's fucking drinking, Pinot Grigio. You're joking me. Now, I was obviously on the cheap beer, but that's the problem, isn't it? Like, I think we didn't commit to enough to the pub experience. My dad was the one, I mean, he instigated it, to be fair, but he was the one who really, really committed to the experience because he was drinking cans of Guinness, you know? And I think if you're not, like, that definitely changes the vibe. You can't be sitting, you know, you kind of all have to be on the Guinness. That's that's the thing. That's the thing that people say, by the way. You know, we go into the pub and you go, are you on the Guinness? Eh? Yeah, well, I'll have a Guinness. So <laughs> it's kind of a thing. Like if, if you have to be on the Guinness. I think I had three cans of Canadian the other night. And was I drunk? Yes. <laughs> it's great, man. It's great because I'm not a huge drinker. And uh I do enjoy a tipple from time to time because I think here's what they don't do as part of the mental health thing because obviously if you're drinking to excess on a regular basis you will become an alcoholic. That is not what I'm condoning here. But as part of the whole mental health thing nobody is out there saying, advertising sure have a couple, make yourself tipsy you'll feel great. Because it was great. 
There's not a, nothing better than that tipsy moment where you know you're not going to suffer with a hangover the next day. You know it's not going to hurt you the next day. But just being a bit giggly, you know. Ah, oh, fuck me. I love being giggly, you know. Three cans and I'm just like, woo. <laughs> just smi- That's the kind of drunk I am. I just smile a lot. It's great. Now, people might think I'm high, but I was never like, I'm not great on the drugs, as a lot of you well bloody well know. I'm not great in the drugs, but I'm just happy, like just silly, silly happy, you know? Like when I was drunk, when I was a single man or whatever, like I was the nice drunk to the girls. Do you know what I mean? Because I'd just be having a laugh, having a giggle, you know? It's kind of like what my mom is like all the time when, you know, she's not drunk all the time, but she's kind of, it's when she's in a good mood, she isn't kind of, it's like she's in a tipsy, silly kind of a mode. I had a great crack with her last week, taking the piss out of her. Here's one for you, right? <laughs> I know, like, this is controversial to say, but I'm specifically talking about my mother, but she's such an immigrant. She's such an immigrant. <laughs> And you think I'm you think I'm over exaggerating. Listen to this WhatsApp voice message that she <laughs> She hasn't a clue of technology. Like she only you only hear from my mom when she wants something, right? Listen to this voice message that she puts into the family WhatsApp group. Hi guys, I need some help. I need to record something for somebody <laughs> but not in WhatsApp. Uh, what is the what the app or whatever in the, on the phone for recording? I need to record something for someone I'm whatever the <laughs> Of course I enjoy I, I have great crack with this kind of stuff, you know. I I do say that to her all the time. I did want when when she was on the podcast, I did want to interview her and kind of do a bit of a like Donald Trump on it and kinda of go like what actually what have you contributed to this society, mother? <laughs> but that's crap. I'm not being racist here or I'm not being xenophobic or anything like that. It's my mother. We're having the crack. But how about this for an impersonation of her? This is what I oh did I did I lose it here? Uh, yeah. So this is what the, this is the response that she gets from me on the family WhatsApp group. Hi guys, I need I need to um I need to do um I need to make something about the com- computer with I need to um kind of um how do I get a visa to this country? <laughs> That's the kind of banter we have. Now, don't be taking offense to that if you're listening in Vietnam or Turkey or wherever. All the all the lovely places that we named earlier on the show. Do not be getting offended. It's a bit of crack. It's a bit of... My, mother, my mother's an Irish citizen, for fuck's sake. It's a disgrace, really. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But this is the kind of... Like, she's... Honestly, she's speaking English longer than I'm alive, and she still goes... Like, I think she's putting on this accent. That's why I keep doing stuff like that. Like, here, I, I just had to keep giving her shit. Listen... And I, I speak more languages than you, okay? So, konnichiwa, okay? <laughs> That's my mother speaking Irish. She does, in her big Latina accent, she speaks Irish all the time. She likes, uh, konnichiwa. <laughs> what though? She did respond here. What did she say here? Stephen, your jokes don't help me for my recording because they make me very aware of my accent. Thank you. <laughs> I see. I, I have no idea what she th- what she's thinking there. What she's trying to do there is tone down her accent. But rather than speaking without the accent, she changes. She completely changes the t- the, the the 
<laughs> the volume of her voice. So she speaks like that. I don't, I don't know why she does that. That's I think my mom thinks that's what an, an announcer talks like. Do, do you know what I mean? So any time that you slag off her accent, she starts she starts speaking like this. <laughs> but that's the you know that's the banter that we have in our family. You know, it's great to have a bit of a bit of crack. And as I, as I said to her, I I, I did res- respond to that by saying, "Ma'am, what kind of voice is that? Are you trying to record erotic audio books?" And she says, "That is the what the woman sounds like in making the announcements in Rio de Janeiro." So that's my mom's logic to you. <laughs> She's going, I know what will be good payback for him taking off my silly Latina accent. I'll speak like, like the announcer in the airport in Rio de Janeiro. That's the way my mother's head works. But hey, we'll have when this is all over, we'll have her back on the show. You think she's in the if you just go through the um the the podcast there. I can't remember what episode my mom is, but she's in there somewhere. She is in there somewhere. You can have a listen. I don't think it was a particularly funny episode because she is a bit mad. But then when I started asking her questions, she got a bit, she kind of clammed up a bit and she didn't, she doesn't even know what a podcast is, you know. So <laughs> as you can hear, she's trying to work out how to do bloody audio notes or not. She she wanted, to, she has to send a recording of her voice to somebody, but she the only way she knows is on WhatsApps. <laughs> anyway. It was good. It was good to have the the trip to the the virtual trip to the pub with my with my dad and my brother and the crack with my mother on the voice notes. But then in talking about voice notes and audios and podcasts and all that kind of stuff, loads of people have been asking me about other podcasts that they can listen to me on. And in particular, I always get a few messages from people randomly who have listened to The Shift, which is a podcast with Des Bishop and Katie Boyle and it's funny how that episode consistently comes back at me because I I didn't realize it at the time at the time that we recorded that podcast I was just sitting in a car in Sligo we were just doing a podcast and having a bit of crack and I don't even know if I was told beforehand what it is exactly that we were going to be talking about but it just seemed to be the nature of the way that the conversation went that that um, we ended up talking about what we were talking about, which happened to be, well, you'll have to listen to the episode. It happened to be, you know, sexual things that um, not 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 just me. That's I'm I'm already getting defensive about it, but sexual things that I like. But you know, talking about stimulation via digits inserted into the male a hole and. Um, we were just having a bit of crack with it all, and I suppose when you're sitting in a car in Sligo recording a podcast, you don't think that this is going to come back for topic of conversation with you months later. Like literally, I think that was six months ago, maybe that I did that episode with them, and I didn't think it would be so groundbreaking. But I certainly got a lot of messages, especially from female listeners. But what interests me is that. It's something that, for some reason, men do not openly talk about. I do not know why. And Neve, Neve and I were chatting during the week. Neve had given me a. Neve and I were messaging, and she said she was lovely. She said, "I laughed so hard 
uh, on your episode of the Shift podcast. It was so good. It was so funny. And it was great to hear a guy talking about all that stuff. But you never hear them talking so openly. I suppose I didn't realize I was talking about it openly. And sometimes when you're having the crack, you know, when you're messing and you're having the crack, you're just liable to say anything, especially as a comedian. You're just going to go out full out and just have the crack and talk about stuff. And Des and I were just talking about. I'll stick the link to that episode in the, the description as well. Talking openly and passionately about the amazing moment when it does all go right with that playing around. But I, d- I didn't see myself as being talking openly about it. And it seems to be difficult for men to talk about things sexually and be open about what it is that they like. And I said to Neve, wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing if at the end of this crisis, when the first time that men get to finally gather in the pub and talk to each other, because they probably haven't talked to each other over the whole course of this lockdown because they couldn't be arsed putting in the effort to communicate with each other, but that they do finally get to their place, men, Irish men, that they'll go and sit in the pub and they'll talk about the things. They'll, They'll talk more openly about their feelings and and about the things that they like sexually. Imagine. Imagine at the end of COVID-19. Lads sitting in the pub. Talking about everything. That's great all the same. People back out and enjoying themselves again. That's great, Paddy. I mean, I don't mean to be weird, but I did miss you. I missed you too, Jerry. I couldn't be dealing with the WhatsApps and the computers and the... If we're not sitting at the bar, you know, I don't want to be talking with technology. I've no time for texting either. Stupid stuff. Feels different all the same, you know. They say it's it's changed us, but, you know, I think that might be a lot of me bollocks. I don't know, Jerry. I feel a different man, especially with Mary, you know. I know, sure, sure. I wanted to kill Janet myself, Paddy. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. That's not what I'm saying to you. I mean, things are different. Sexually, like. What? Riding, Jerry. Things have changed. For the better, like. I feel like I can tell you. I can't be bottling these things up. It's not healthy psychologically, like. Ah, you're dead right. Fair play to you, Paddy. You can tell me anything you want. Mary's been sticking her finger up me arse. Ah, here, Paddy, there's no need for that now. I'm just trying to enjoy me point here. You told me I could tell you anything. You, you can't, Paddy. Sorry, it's just... <coughs> Go on. What's she doing that for? Well, she was on the internet and... Uh, have you heard of prostate? Yeah, the capital of the Czech Republic. That's Prague, Jerry. Is it? The prostate. The missus was saying is like a magical button that only men have and... If you press it, there is potential for orgasms beyond your wildest dreams. Fuck me, Paddy. That's what she said. The thing about the magic button is that there's there's only one way to get to it. Up the hole. Exactly. So there we were in the height of it. and She was working away and me. She was jockeying away on top like the Grand National. Go on, Mary. And she just... <laughs> She just said, trust me, and uh, without a word of warning, she leaned back and... It's all right, Paddy, let it out. 
It must have been painful. Painful? <laughs> I've never been in so much ecstasy in all my life, Jerry. Go away. <laughs> I came so hard, I nearly put Mary through the fucking ceiling. Jesus, Paddy, you're a hero. Fair fucking play to you. <laughs> no. I don't want you thinking differently of me now. Or telling any of the lads that they wouldn't have the right sensitivity for this kind of a deep conversation. Oh, it's deep, all right, Paddy. Fair play to you. And Mary. And the Google. Turns out the technology isn't that bad after all. You're a soldier, Paddy. Ah, oh, sure. You would have done the same yourself. Well, how are the men? It's been a while. Uh, Barry. How's it going? Good to see you. How are you, Barry? What's up with you, Paddy? Have you been crying? Ah, he's after getting a finger up the hole and he was just saying that it was great. Did I not just ask you to be a bit more sensitive at this time? You need to be telling the whole parish. A finger? <laughs> sure, that's nothing. He's ever seen a courgette. Ah, oh, good Jesus. No, Barry. I don't know. It'll probably never happen, but sure. We all have to... I don't know. It'll, 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 I don't even see myself as being different, you know. And, I, and also, Neve, Neve said in the message that she said, she said that you know, isn't it funny that lads don't talk about it when they all like it? I don't know that they. I don't know if they all like it. I don't know. Or do all men like it? It's just that they don't. They've never really been educated on it. It's definitely not something that like I didn't even have sex education when I was in school. So, but I, de- I mean, so there was nobody teaching us about masturbating, for example. Which God knows, if we were taught about masturbating, it would have you know stopped a lot of stress in the world, a lot less angry men in the world if we just all were taught here lunch break lads get an extra ten minutes to knock one out. Do you know what I mean? So that you'll be able to study harder in class. You know, honestly, ah, you have me running the country. There'll be wankatoriums everywhere. <laughs> Wankatoriums. But I mean, there's certainly not, nobody's taught anything about the prostate, you know what I mean? It's like, anyway, I, I, do, I don't know if all men do like it, Neve, but lads, you're going to have to get in touch and tell me if you do like it or not. Which guaranteed, guaranteed, nobody, nobody, not one man is going to get in touch about that. Having said that, I mean, we're not going to go into all, you know, to have a sex section on the show, but, you know, then the argument is there about women. Do they like it? in the bum bum as well there's arguments for and against there's arguments you'll hear a lot of women that say they don't like it but they just do it anyway because he likes it and blah, blah 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 i mean i would argue that uh, in my experience over the years depending on different cultures and different women which you do i mean you do have to get outside of ireland for that kind of um stuff you will meet women that like all sorts of stuff that is you know in my experience in in the Irish lady scene, it's not that um, explorative. Is that the word? No, I don't want to tar them all with the same brush. But I'm just saying, in my track record, the more exotic stuff or the more experimenting, the more all different types of things that have happened have not happened with Irish people. So, but I don't want to tar them all with the same brush, you know? But anyway, you know, I'm not starting an anal poll on, on Instagram stories, that's for sure. Um, and there's definitely there's definitely friends of mine that do love anal um, and lads that do love anal but they're um, homosexual and so that's but but that's the other thing just because you like something up there are you afraid that that makes you homosexual of course it doesn't 
Don't be ridiculous. Tommy Tiernan had a great line, didn't he? He was like, you know, if if I like that, does that mean I'm gay? And he's like, of course not. You eat vegetables. Yeah. Well, it does make you a vegetarian. And he's, <laughs> and he's right. He's right, you know. Let there be no shame, lads. Don't be worrying about what everyone thinks of you in the parish. Be open about it. Just have a shower. That's all. We talk about it on the shift. Just make sure you're all clean down there. Top tips. Top lockdown tips from Hello Steve-O podcast. Well, we've come to the end of the show. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you to everybody who has got in touch for all the chats. I love them all. I love all the chats. And thank you for people who are sending in their emails into the show on the email, hellostevopodcast at gmail.com. We are going to do letters from the listeners. So um, we, I've only got time for one here. So um, I'll just have a quick flick through. Anyway, uh, drum roll there, please. Letters from the listeners. I bet he won't even fucking read it out. So thanks again for everybody who has sent in um, uh, the letters and the emails. I will try and endeavour to get through them as I can over the course of the shows. I've only got uh, time for one today, so let's have a look here. Let's open this one here. It says, from an old friend. Ha ha. I wonder who they... So, here we go. <clears throat> Hello, steve I like that that is what you've called your show, so that one greets you as such. Very clever. Hmm. You are always a clever chap and you will remember on a few occasions that I have reprimanded you for acts of cleverness in the classroom. Oh, (laughs) I was, of course, your head of year in one of the many schools that you attended, you will remember, of which I will refrain from naming for obvious reasons. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) As you can imagine, in my 30 plus years of teaching, I have had various experiences with many students. But I will always remember you as a standout student. Really? No doubt you will remember that upon your request that you did that I did find you a new class that was apparently up to your standard. I obliged to your request of changing class, seeing as you were new to the school at the time. I understood that it might uh, help you to give you time to settle. Oh yeah, I remember that. So you will recall a mere three weeks in, in Mrs. Doyle's business class, There was an incident in which you disrupted the class into laughter and upon Mrs. Doyle commenting to you as follows, I suppose you think you're a comedian now, Mr. Mullen, are you? To which you replied, your words, not mine. (laughs) She sent you outside. No doubt to more laughter and to more of your delight. And that is where the following incident happened, which I have thought about a lot to this day and asked myself, should I have done better? I look back sometimes with shame and sometimes I think I am being too hard on myself. There you were, after being thrown out of your new class that I had put you in as you wa- as I walked by. You were smiling. You proceeded to tell me that you had done nothing wrong and that it was not your fault that the classroom laughed and that Mrs. Doyle seemed to be in a particular bad mood that day. The smiling was the bit that angered me. As I pinned you to the wall... The smiling didn't stop. If anything, I thought I heard you giggle. I proceeded to tell you that you were a pathetic individual, that you were a waste of time, and that you will never amount to anything. Twenty years later, and my mother, of all people, is listening to various streaming services. She searches for all sorts, and we tend to listen to a lot more over the course of this lockdown. She comes across your podcast 
all 59 episodes of it, and I am astonished. I am not one to comment on things upon which I have not formed an educated opinion on, so in order to comment, I listened to every one of the 59 episodes. It took me three weeks. (laughs) Stephen Mullen, you blow my mind, and I am astounded as I remember that fateful day in the corridor that I pinned you up against the wall, and that is why I had to take the time to write this email. I was too hard on myself. I was delighted to confirm my comments 20 years ago that it would that it seemed that you have actually amounted to nothing and that your show is absolutely stupid, silly, without rhyme or reason and it frustrates me that I have wasted three weeks of my life. I implore you to stop what you are doing and consider a return to education for I, for one, fear the welfare of your child. Please consider sincerely, Mr. McCarthy. Well, thanks for getting in touch and uh, keep listening to the show. Um, for all of those who want to get in touch with me, do so at Hello Stevo on Instagram, at Hello Stevo on TikTok and Twitter, on Facebook. It's Stephen Mullen Comedy. You can email letters to the listeners. Email your letters to me, Hello Stevo Podcast at gmail And if you'd like to help her brother out. Donate on the PayPal link in the descriptions. And if not, share, tell everybody, bring more people along for the show. Thanks very much. See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.